The Old Premeds Podcast, session number four. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, or you're changing careers, but you're now ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your journey to becoming a physician. Now, we're going to answer a question on the podcast today that relates to, or it's the same question as, as last week's question that we broke into two parts. So if you want to go back and hear that first part, go to opmpodcast.com slash three so you can hear that part. Um, but if you just want to listen to this part, it's uh, it's an okay. It's okay. You don't have to go back and listen to the other one. Um, but I recommend you do go back and listen to every other podcast we've done. That would be awesome. If you don't know, we are answering questions taken directly from the old pre-med forms, and that's found at oldpremeds.org. And you can go and sign up for an account and post a question in those forms. And if it's a good enough question, or if you you kind of ping me and say, hey, I'd love this question to be answered on the podcast, we will do our best to get it answered. We're always looking for new questions, always looking for new content. So again, oldpremeds.org, go sign up for account and uh, get get learning from uh, all the other content and all the other people that use the forms at oldpremeds.org. Let's get into this week's question and, and say hello to Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Yourself, Dr. Gray? I'm doing very well today. Thank you for asking. Why don't we continue our previous episode? If you haven't heard that one yet, go to OPM podcast slash two. And uh, actually, it's OPM podcast slash three. And you'll hear our uh, discussion about GPA for applying to DO and MD or Caribbean MD schools. We wanted to break that question into uh, a, a kind of U.S. versus Caribbean discussion as well. And so I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase the question, and then we'll, we'll mm-hmm. break into it. So the, the original poster over at old pre, oldpremeds.org asked about their GPA, saying their, their cumulative GPA will probably never go over a 3.0. They have a pretty decent science GPA at 3.5, and they wanted to know what their realistic chances are for a DO school or whether or not they should consider a Caribbean school. So why don't we talk about the the U.S. maybe versus Caribbean? I think um, it's important that people realize from the start, and I cannot overemphasize this, always, always, always go for a USMD or DO over Caribbean, even if it takes you a couple application cycles to try. If you go back 10 years, going to one of the better, quote unquote, offshore schools was a reasonable alternative. But what's gone on in the past 10 years has been a massive growth in the number of U.S. MD and DO graduates with little or no growth in the number of residency slots available to those graduates. So what you're getting is a squeeze on the residency slots. And that is probably going to affect the Caribbean students more than it's going to affect any U.S. or uh, MD or DO student. And there's a couple of ways to look at it why that's specific. In the U.S. 
um, medical schools, about 40% of the people get accepted. Now, once you get in, they're very supportive about getting you through as they have an investment in both you and in their school as the school's mission success. And both DO and MDs have match rates, that is residency matching rates, after five years of about 94%. And aside here, there's a larger growing population of med schools that are taking another year either to do research, to take some of the intensity slowing down in school. So we use a five-year rate for people to graduate. And that's 94%, I'm sorry, 94% of the people will match into a residency after eight years, that is people who have dual degrees, about 97% match. Um, most of the medical schools, both MD and DO, have a placement rate of 100% or near so. Placement being they get residency slots outside of the main match by the supplemental match, now called SOAP, and off contracts. Uh, attrition rate is only about 3% at a U.S. med school. So most people who start finish. Now, uh, this is also going to be much more important as the um, residency slots through the ACGME are now combining. That is, MD and DO will be one accredited residency program with one match. Um, also, take into account, percent or two of the graduates of U.S. med schools probably never look for residency. They go with research or some other non-clinical field, so the match rates are even higher. Now, the offshore schools seem to do this backwards. That is... They nearly accept everyone, but only about 50% of the people who go to the big three or four uh, Caribbean schools actually get a degree. That's an important fact that people do not look at and the schools do not publicize much. So if you start a Caribbean med school or any other offshore, you may only have one in two chance of actually earning your degree. Now, they'll advertise their match rates are 85 to 90% but that's of the people who graduate. So if you start a Caribbean med school, your chances of getting a residency slot are somewhere about 40 to 45%. That is a huge risk in the amount of loans, somewhere from 100 to 200 $300,000, and you won't be able to practice medicine. As an aside, one of our recent success non-traditional students who started an Ivy this semester, her anatomy professors are all offshore MDs who can't get clinical practice in the U.S. So therefore, they're teaching anatomy in a medical school. That's their job. Very interesting. So so Caribbean medical schools, in your mind, are a last resort? Absolutely a last resort. After you've applied twice, after you've done repair, after you consider all other options. And it's also, pointing this out, while I'm very hesitant to even suggest them at all, when looking at a schools, there are some schools are all different. The big ones that are in Caribbean may not be as valuable as some of the smaller ones that exist in Australia and in Israel. Those schools have different kind of setups, different histories. But in either case, the residency match rates and the numbers for that are just working against anyone who goes offshore. So there's there's a category, either you're a U.S. trained MD or what's known as an international medical graduate, an IMG, formerly known as an FMG, a foreign med uh, graduate. So there's those are the big, the big two differences. And 
this is not to say that as a Caribbean physician, if you do, uh, if you are able to match that you are any inferior as a physician, I, I've worked with Caribbean trained physicians and they're great physicians, uh, but there are risks as, as Rich was just talking about when applying to and going to a Caribbean school. Now, one of the, the bigger drivers for that, we didn't really hit on it, Rich, is, is the for-profit nature of the Caribbean schools. Do you, do you have any numbers on uh, the percentage of for-profit schools in the Caribbean versus in the U.S.? Uh, I, the for-profit schools in the Caribbean are almost 100%. In the U.S., I think there are only two of all the DO and MD schools, two out of about 175 total medical schools, only two have a for-profit basis. Okay. And so that's so, probably a big driver behind a lot of their 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 game. That's why they accept so many students, take their money, and they never make it through the school. All right. Well, another great discussion, Rich. Thank you. If you have a question, go to oldpremeds.org. Register for an account if you don't have one and go ask a question and hopefully we'll, we'll answer it here for you. All right. If you enjoyed that, I know you would enjoy the Pre-Med Years podcast, which you can find at medicalschoolhq.net. The Pre-Med Years used to be called a Medical School Headquarters podcast, uh, but it has since been rebranded the Pre-Med Years because we are working on, or I am working on, a show specifically dedicated to medical students. So I'd love for you to go check out the Pre-Med Years podcast, again, medicalschoolhq.net. If you got some great information out of the podcast today, I would love it for you to leave us a rating and review, opmpodcast.com slash iTunes, where you can do that. Again, opmpodcast.com slash iTunes. As always, I hope you got a ton of great information out of the podcast today to help better guide you on your journey to becoming a physician. We'll see you next week here at the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. 